Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician, Dr. Robert Jackson. Papa, can you tell me a story? Do you really want me to tell you a story? (laughs) Well, you go get your brother and your sisters and I will tell you a story. Welcome to More Than Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Jackson, bringing to you biblical insights from the written Word of God, which reveals to us the living Word, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, who Himself is the great physician. Well, my patients often ask me questions, and one of the questions I'm asked is, Dr. Jackson, how do you share the gospel with your patients? Well, I'm going to tell you a story And then I'm going to share a scripture to explain how I share the gospel with my patients. First of all, let's talk about the scripture. The scripture is 1 Peter 3.15, which says, Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, and be prepared always to give an answer to any man who asks a reason of the hope that is within you, yet with gentleness and reverence. The scripture there says that we should sanctify Christ as Lord in our hearts. The first priority for any of us in any area of our life, including sharing the gospel, is that Christ has to be set apart as the Lord of our lives. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your life. And then we have to make preparations. Be prepared always to tell any man who asks a reason of the hope that is within you. I don't know if you remember many, many years ago when Michael Jordan was playing for the Chicago Bulls in a uh, championship game, and he was the first player to ever shoot six three-pointers in an NFL game. And at the end of the game, one of the reporters commented to him that he had to be the luckiest player that ever played. (laughs) Well, Michael Jordan immediately stopped him, put his hand on the man's face, and said, it's not luck at all. He said, greatness comes when opportunity and preparation meet. Well, you and I aren't looking for greatness in the eyes of the world. You and I are only interested in greatness in the kingdom of God. But the same principle applies. Greatness in the kingdom of God comes when preparation and opportunity meet. You and I must always be prepared. That's what that scripture tells us. Be prepared, be ready always to give an answer to any man who asks a reason of the hope that is within you. When I was in college, one of the men that discipled me, his name was Ralph Vick. And Ralph challenged me to learn a three-minute evangelistic testimony, memorize it, and then be prepared to use it in sharing the gospel. Well, I dutifully obeyed, and I committed to memory a three-minute evangelistic testimony. And then the most amazing thing happened. God began to give me opportunities to share that testimony. Shortly after that, Ralph challenged me to memorize a gospel presentation. Well, I dutifully memorized a gospel presentation. And you guessed it, God began to give me opportunities to share the gospel, places where I didn't even have a gospel tract available, but I had it in my heart. I had it in my mind, and the opportunities came, and I was prepared. 
And I began to lead people to faith in Christ because I had these two things memorized. I was prepared. Well, let's back up, and I want to tell you a story. Many years ago, when I was in elementary school, the fuller brush man used to come to our house. And I don't know if many of you are old enough to remember when door-to-door salesmen would come to your house selling encyclopedias or rainbow vacuum cleaners or fuller brushes. Well, the fuller brush man would come once a year, and when he showed up, he was always dressed to the nines. He had on a coat and tie. He had shiny shoes. And when he came in, he always addressed my mother by name, and he would address me and my sister by our names. He would immediately look around the house, and if he noticed anything that was new or different from the previous year, he would immediately bring it to attention and tell my mom how much he liked her new draperies or her new couch or anything that was new. And of course, my mother would just beam with joy that he even noticed. Well, then he would sit down on the couch and he would lay out a black velour cloth on our coffee table and then he would lay all of his brushes on that cloth. Now, the brushes had a brown wooden handle and a brush on the end, but in between were the bright, shiny silver stem that stood out like diamonds on that black cloth. And my little eyes as an 11-year-old boy would just light up to see those shiny stems on that black cloth. He had a perfectly memorized presentation. And he would present all of his brushes, little brushes and big brushes, for all manner of purposes. And then when he was through, he would look at my mom and he would say, Now, Miss Jackson, which one of these brushes can I sign you up for today? He would draw the net. He would make an invitation. He had a perfect conclusion. And, of course, my mom would always buy a couple of brushes, whether she needed them or not, because he made such a great presentation. And when he was through, before he left, he would say, Miss Jackson, who do you know in your neighborhood who would be interested in buying some of my brushes? And she would mention a couple of ladies in the neighborhood, and he would always take out his little notebook, and he would say, Now, and what's her husband's name? And what does he do? And, and, and how many children does she have? And what are their names? And he would write all that down in his little book so that when he went to their homes, he would already know who their husband was and what he did and all the children's names. You see, he was prepared. And he was an excellent salesman because of his preparation. Now listen, brothers and sisters, we're not selling brushes. We're introducing people to the king of the universe. We're introducing people to the eternal king, the savior of our souls. And we should be prepared. Greatness in the kingdom of God comes when preparation meets opportunity. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts and be prepared always to give an answer to any man who asks a reason of the hope that is within you. Now, my same friend Ralph also challenged me to keep a list of names of people that I was praying for that I wanted to introduce to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And I started keeping a list of names, just like a good salesman. I kept a list of people that I wanted to share the gospel with. And I've done that ever since I was a college student. When I moved into this little neighborhood where I live now, there were only six houses on the street then. But I kept a a list of names of the people who live in those houses, and I began to pray for them. Well, there was one gentleman who was retired, and every day on my on, on every Thursday on my afternoon off, I would come home at lunch, and sure enough, he would always be sitting on the picnic table in his driveway. And I would pull in and strike up a conversation with Buford. And turns out he was disabled because of a blood clotting disorder. And we would talk about that sometimes. And so one day, as uh, I needed to borrow a pickup truck to carry some trash to the dump, he had a pickup, and I did not. So I asked him one day if I could borrow his truck, and would he be willing to drive to the dump with me? And he agreed. And so we took off. And it just so happened that week that a pastor friend of mine's wife had died prematurely. And I was saddened by it, and I was telling him about it. And as I began to tell him the story on the way to the dump, Buford began to weep. And I looked at him, and I inquired about it, And he told me that he had outlived all of his brothers and sisters because of this blood clotting disorder. And I looked at him and I said, Buford, are you afraid to die? And he looked back at me and with tears in his eyes, he said, yes, I am. And I said, well, Buford, if you would die today and stand at the great gates of heaven and God should ask you why should I let you into my heaven, what would you say? And he said, Doc, I don't have any idea what I would say. And I shared with him immediately that memorized three-minute evangelistic testimony. And then I shared that memorized gospel presentation that I had learned 45 years previously when I was in college. And when I finished, I said, Buford, does that make sense to you? And he said, Doc, it makes perfect sense to me. And then when we got back to his house, I asked him, I said, well, Buford, what if you and I get together on my afternoons off and let's just do a little Bible study, just the two of us about the life of Jesus Christ. Would you be interested in that? And through his tears, he said he would be interested. So for the next three weeks, he and I met in my study at my house and we just did a little short Bible study each week, each week about the life of Christ. I intended to meet with him for five weeks, but on the third week, before we even started, he looked at me and he said, Doc, I'm ready. (laughs) Well, I knew what he meant, but I wanted him to tell me what he meant. So I said, Buford, what are you talking about? And he said, I'm ready to pray to receive Christ. And that's what we did on that third week in my study. He, He prayed and asked Jesus to be the Lord of his life and to forgive him for all of his sins. Now, I didn't know some things about Buford. First of all, he was an alcoholic. And secondly, he was a womanizer. And he kept a little Colonel Sanders goatee and a handlebar mustache. And even though he was 70 years old, he had a little curly perm hairdo. And about two weeks later, I noticed that the goatee was gone and the handlebar mustache was gone and his hairdo was changed. And and his wife called me on the phone in tears. And she said, I, I don't know what you've done to my husband, but I just want to thank you. And I said, well, well, what do you mean? And she says, you don't know this, but my husband has been an alcoholic 
for years, and he's no longer drinking. And every year, day when I go to work, he, he gets in his truck, and he goes to all these little juke joints around here, and he hits on all the girls. And, and I want you to know that he's not doing that anymore. And I just want to thank you for that. And I said, ma'am, <laughs> you don't need to thank me. You need to thank Jesus. Jesus has changed his heart. And a couple of weeks later, we baptized Buford in the river behind my house. And he was a totally changed man. Started going to church with us every Sunday. Started reading his Bible. And about six months later, Buford contracted lung cancer. And three months later, he went to Jesus. But where did all that start? Well, it started with me making a list of names, just like the Fuller Brush Man, and praying for everybody on that list. And it ended with me sharing a three-minute evangelistic testimony that I had learned 45 years before. People ask me, Dr. Jackson, how do you share the gospel with your patients? <laughs> it's not hard. I'm just prepared. Greatness in the kingdom of God starts with preparation, and then it leads to opportunities. Can I challenge you to do the same thing that Ralph challenged me to do 45 years ago? Learn an evangelistic testimony. Just write it down, what your life was like before you met Jesus, how you met Him, and what your life is like now, and then, then write down one little scripture verse that means a lot to you, and commit it to memory. And then find you a, a gospel tract and read it and read it and read it until you have it committed to memory. And I promise you, when you do that, God will bring the opportunities just like I had with my friend Buford. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to any man that asks a reason of the hope that is within you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, Go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Production at bobsloan.com.